I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Listeners, have I got a treat for you this morning. Now, Wendy Lloyd Curley is a gal on a mission. And it is a great um, day when you can interview someone who has the energy, the vision and the gumption or the grit to actually put her thriving into action. So as you know, our Thriving Matters podcast is all about ordinary guys and gals doing extraordinary things. And Wendy is one of those. Who would have thought we would have bumped into each other in this lifetime? How are you today, Wendy? I'm fantastic. It's really, really super to be here with you. I'm, I'm drawn to your Global Leaders Thrive philosophy. <laughs> and look, all of us, wherever we are, whatever colour, shape, size, religion, whatever it is that we are, we're all licorice all sorts in my, in my book. Um, we are all leading ourselves, number one, and others, whether it's our family, our teams, our businesses, our organisations, our schools, whatever it is. So it's a great day when I get to talk to pretty special people. So Wendy, tell us a little, a little bit about you. Nice. Well, I am an American living in Australia. I should start with that because everybody's going to hear my accent first and foremost. So um, my husband says I'm a better Australian than he is, and he was born and bred here. So I do love being in Australia, but I know we have a global audience, and I love being a global citizen as well. So uh, one of the things that I've been excited about in the last few months is realizing that I am finally experiencing my global business journey. And I'll get to that. So a little bit about me. I, uh, I live in Australia in Sydney, I have been in four different uh, components of my life, I call this Wendy Mach four, all four of them have contributed to who I am today. I, I, I started life in a hospitality industry. I then went into a corporate role where I worked in telecommunications and did that in both the US and in Australia. Then I became a completely different kind of entrepreneur than I thought I would ever be uh, by being involved in two different startup operations, I suppose. And now I am in a new environment where I'm a franchise owner and also a brand new business owner where I'm creating and crafting my very own niche. And that niche is around strategic networking. I have learned over those different four iterations of myself, the skills to connect people with purpose. And that's really what, uh, what I've become today. Who knows what I'll be tomorrow, but those are the things that, that make me up today. Oh, what a journey you've had then. And I'm very pleased you call Australia home now. I think um, anyone that comes, I'm always a fan of um, anyone applying for citizenship, anyone wanting to come here, because 
we we are a mixed lot. We're a weird mob, so the so the story and the movie goes. But we love anybody around the world and we are a global world. The pandemic has shown us how important it is that we do reach out without passports or visas and we cross borders to meet the great people and develop the relationships, the connectedness that we all um, really uh, need as humans. We, we have some basic needs and one of those is around safety. One of them is around good food and shelter. The other is around connection and relationship. And uh, I think that's where we bumped into each other. We have a, a dual connection with Jules Brooks in, um, in Melbourne and some of the She's the Boss um, network. But we also have connections across Sydney. I am positive and eventually be across the world. So that ratio of how many times removed we are from each other, I think that's just coming in and in and in for all of us. I think it absolutely is. And what people are learning to do and, and what, what I really appreciate is they're learning to uh, reach out, talk to each other, and then make more connections, like introduce their networks to each other. And that's why it's collapsing in on itself. The opportunities that we have because of technology are incredible. And I am not one to um, uh, bemoan the opportunity of getting together face to face. I certainly like that. But I believe that in a Zoom environment, in a video environment, mm -hmm. we can be face to face. And if we are focused, we can actually accomplish everything that we want to accomplish. It's the distractions that keep us from succeeding in that environment. It's having a whole bunch of different things in front of you besides the conversation that if we were in a cafe, I would hope to just be looking at you and yeah. just be talking to you. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of people are saying how fatigued they are using Zoom. Um, and I think it's how you use it. It's 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 what lens you look through it, if you, you're looking at it for a purpose. But giving you one-on-one -on -one is really important. So I actually think the, the environment uh, in the last two years has upped my listening skills as well as being able to read people across the screen. You know, oh, absolutely. Clues. Yeah. absolutely. And especially in, a, in this one-to-one -one environment, for sure. But in a Zoom environment, the interesting thing is you can't have side conversations. You can using the chat, but you can't in the room. So you have to listen and you have to use the hand raise and wait your turn and be able to present that. And so mm. paying attention is really important. And you're right. Listening is just so valuable. Well, Wendy, what happens to you when you wake up in the morning? What is it that really gets you out of bed, jumping in your skin? Um, tell, tell everybody what some of your thriving habits are for the day. All right. Well, okay. Habits that I have. Um, I, I, I play music and, and literally that doesn't mean turning it on. It means getting the guitar out and having a play. Oh. Um, I, I like to, I like to make sure that I keep the skills and the hobbies that I love so much right first and foremost so I love to do that I also love to go for walks and I I've written down one of my personal goals is to walk the dog every day long or short rain or shine cold or hot now I don't always do that <laughs> but I but it is written down as a personal goal and I have to look at that every day and I'm becoming more um 
adamant about making that part of my life and part of my part of my structure. Um, from a business perspective, what makes me what makes me bounce? What makes me yeah. really really get involved is seeing the difference that I can make when I give people a different mindset around their business, growing their business through connection and through network. Mm. I believe that two, I'm, I'm in two different businesses right now. One of them gives people the framework, the, the structure and the, the, I guess the rules, the, the sort of pieces that you have to have in place in order to be successful at networking. So the framework and the other business that I run gives people the environment where they're in the perfect Petri dish for connection. Mm. And that is, that is my BNI franchise. So I have the BNI franchise on the one side. And then on the other side, I've got the strategic networking consultancy and both are really floating my boat right now, to be honest. And I get up every day because I know that I'm going to make a difference in people's lives every single day and I spoke to a lady yesterday I'll give you an example she called me she's in the BNI community she's not in my franchise but she's in the BNI community and she needed help and she had met me on a zoom call and thought that I would have the answers that she needed and we spoke for about 15 minutes or so and it was it just felt so good to give her the answers to and and to explore the answers for her as well so it was really interesting to be able to help people and it makes me it just makes me feel good I can't help to do it they don't whether whether people are are an income source for me or not I can't help but help them and it's why I love to do <laughs> podcasts like this is to see if I can help one more person get one more uh skill that they didn't have before or one more insight about themselves that they didn't have. I, I think you're on the, on the money there because, you know, networking can be a dirty word for some people and they just go instantly, bank up. No, 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 you're not, I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not doing it. But I think if we flip the idea of networking to relationships of know, like and trust, Mm -hmm. we actually connect to collaborate don't we and that's all we should be connecting for so yeah, yeah. and not the not the hot cell straight into the inbox that goes <laughs> you need me and this is what you've got to do and I'm going to sell you this there's no bigger turn off for me than doing that so I, I find that I like to treat people as I would like to be treated and I think that's a that sort of comes in under your value system doesn't it your beliefs so it, it does and that's actually hint number one um you've just said it networking is not selling selling is not networking okay. selling is a one-to-one -one relationship where you identify someone's need and and or they um, articulate a pain point and you offer a solution and give them a choice and explain to them the value that they'll get that's selling uh, networking is making connections and finding out about people and what they do and seeing how you can connect with them yourself or with others. And they are completely separate skill sets. I do not teach the sales skill set. I learn the sales skill set. And to be honest, I keep learning about the networking skill set as well. But I, <laughs> but I absolutely love and am passionate about the difference between the two. And I find that the reason people don't like networking is they're going to sell. Yeah. They've been told, you need to network in order to grow your business. So they go and they think that 
that means that they need to sell. When they walk in the room, they look for the person that's going to be interested in buying from them. And uh, that's not what networking is. Yeah, it's it's interesting because when I started in business um, early on, I thought, right, well, I'm going to see where I can find a group to belong to, a community that um, that would support me basically as someone who fairly knew um, and would also give me some um, learning opportunities to look outside of how I thought I was going to do it to how I could possibly do it. And I, I bring that back to mindset because you've actually got to be curious. You've got to be willing to explore the unknown and be able then to work out what you're going to go for or what's interest you or where your heart goes for this. Because I'm a big believer in human-centered or heart-centered relationships. But you also have to be pragmatic when you're in a business. You actually have to look for what, how am I going to build this? How am I going to do to do this? So I agree with you. The the networking, I think we flip it and we look at it differently and it, it is the mindset. It's like putting on a, a great new pair of specs, you know, or a funny pair of specs or a coloured, a kaleidoscope, like Dame Edna's glasses years ago, you know, <laughs> those, those big numbers that she basically, really it was a great metaphor for, for what Barry Humphreys did with that character because you are looking through a different lens in the conversations that you had. And he he and she basically were, was ruthless in getting to the, t- the types of person you were or the behaviours that you did. It was fascinating. Absolutely <laughs> it was. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I, that I noticed about what you went out to do in your mindset was your mindset was to build a network. And therein lies, I guess, hint number two. I, we're coming up with hint number two already. Hint number two is the difference between building a network and networking. Uh, so networking is the verb and network is the noun. You want to build the noun. You're building your own personal network. And sometimes people will have different uh, reasons for being part of your network. You were looking for inspiration, collaboration, as well as ideas and and. Uh, support that is is what you were looking for and you go out networking the verb in order to find people who can provide the network for you and that is sort of a a really good uh, separation as well so networking and network are two different things too because you network are networking with someone doesn't mean that they belong in your network and you you learn to know like and trust people and that's That's when they become part oh cool Great. I love tips one and two. So listeners, um, I think, you know, you already know that this chat with Wendy is going to be dynamo. So we need to we need to actually share this with others. So, Wendy, if I said to you, um, has there been something in your life that has really affected how you are now showing up each day, whether it was a life experience, a huge change in your life? A, a decision, a deliberate decision you made based on, you know, that change, whether there's been a mentor or an author or whatever it is that happens, we all have different life experience. I mean, can you, can you share some of that with us? I'm, I'm going to try and limit it to five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say um, first and foremost, uh, there was a woman who I was introduced to about seven years ago named Hazel Walker. And she is the one who taught me 
the seven steps to high value referrals, which is the platform now that I'm training myself. It's my advanced platform. She trained me in that and then trained me again. I took the course several times. Then I did a train the trainer with her. She had not done that before, not in Australia anyway. And I began to teach that course here. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Hazel. She is American. She's a no holds barred sort of woman. She takes no prisoners. She speaks completely off of her chest the way she feels. She doesn't hold anything back. And I learned from her about that and allowing yourself to listen, observe, and then present exactly what you feel. Don't try and sound good. Don't try and worry about what the words are. Get the the emotion and the content out to people and don't worry about what it sounds like because they either are going to like you or not so I think I learned a little be genuine yeah be genuine but but also don't worry about polish be let it come as you yeah so uh, Hazel an incredible and inspiring woman she also happens to be part of the BNI network uh globally she she's in Canada now she's been in Australia she travels the world she's a global speaker and uh she's on my board of advisors she helps me with with my my business now so she's a really big inspiration to me Another person who you you probably expect me to say is someone like Seth Godin. I read Seth Godin's blog every single day. He writes a blog every single day and has done for years. He is a marketing guru, and I absolutely adore his framework and frame of mind for the world. He talks a lot about marketing, but he also talks about education and the way we do things differently. And I really get a lot of perspective from him. So Seth Godin, one of his... One of his books, he's written many, uh, actually all of them talk about shipping. Uh, Don't wait for perfection, ship the product, get it out there. And (laughs) that is the only way that I'm, that I've decided to publish my book. I was, I was in an editing frenzy, just going around and around and around and around editing. And even my editor who was helping me said, Wendy, you'll never finish. And I was reading Seth Godin and he said, ship it. And I went, he's talking to me. I need to ship it. I need to stop editing. I'm done. No matter where I am with it, I'm done. So Seth Godin was fantastic. Um, I also have had just the most amazing mentors uh, in, in my corporate world. One in particular taught me that there's no silly questions. Now, you always are told there are no silly questions, ask anything. But Dan King, who was my manager when I very first went into the telecommunications industry, he he and I were in charge of financial modeling. We did financial modeling for, for huge on-net fiber optic telecommunications networks. It was really um, incredibly exciting, I thought. But most people would probably call it boring. My spreadsheets had tabs after tabs after tabs and were incredibly detailed. And we had to make a lot of assumptions. That's what finance people do. They make a lot of assumptions and they have to go to a lot of sources to ask what those assumptions should be and then challenge those assumptions and probably have a best case, worst case and expected case scenario. Dan would always ask the simplest questions, things that you thought you you didn't need to ask. Uh, definitions that that people would just shout out what something was and he'd ask what does that mean 
And he taught me that at a very young age, asking for clar clarification and clarity. I love that. Well, that's three. I've got so many. I know. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give you one more because she's a person in common. Jules Brook. Uh -huh. Jules, I met her about five years ago, and I was introduced to her by another good network connection of mine. And Jules is incredible in her passion for people, her passion for publicity, um, <laughs> not for herself either, for everybody else, and her passion for connecting. She yeah. connects people very well, and she is a go-getter. And I really, I like watching what she's doing and and being part of her world. So uh, there's, there's a few examples. Oh, fa fantastic. And really, um, most of us have something that sits there that challenges us to, to actually make some changes. So this is who we are now. And you've gone through the four different stages of Wendy. So hashtag, I've got a Wendy hashtag four. Um, I don't know if we, we put it around the other way, but... Um, but Jules is an interesting case because one of the things that she says is be the person in the room who shoot, who shouts out to others. Yes. And that's what I think um, my definition of networking is as well around those. It's not, you don't have you, the ego you up front and centre. Yes, we have, a per we have some purpose to what we're doing. We have a vision. We, this is where we, we really want to go. We're, we want to... Be able to make a difference or, or realize that our getting up each day because we can breathe and we can con contact others means that we can make a difference to somebody else. But more importantly, it's being selfless in a way, in saying, you are just as important as me. So let's do what we can for each other. And I think that's one of the keys for me. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. And, and, Selfless is also an interesting business philosophy for someone in an environment like you and I are, where we don't sell a product, we sell a service. Yes. The, the, the selfless giving away of information and demonstrating credibility is where you grow your reputation yeah. and, and you will grow your business because of it so it's it's counterintuitive to a lot of people giving away the ip writing the book with all of the answers in it and and enabling people through your podcasts and your blogs to get access to all of the information that's in your head selflessly um will actually grow your business and it's a it's a fantastic phenomenon because it means you you can you have the content that you need already you don't need to make it up and really, the last two years, what we've watched is an explosion of um, selflessness in a way, because there's, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share this with you. Here are my 10 great tips. Here is my free blog. Here's, here's a great activity. I did a workshop um, last week with a group of practitioners in uh, South Africa. It was delightful. I met my first um a uh, gentleman from Cameroon. I had never met anyone from Cameroon before. So Africa's on my bucket list to take the grandkids on safari, right? So this beautiful colleague of mine, Crystal Austin, um, said to me, Carrie, will you do a workshop with my practitioners? And so we did. And would you believe we did it on looking through a different lens? So when you look at it, our people perception, 
And uh, it was just uh, an amazing experience. Very grateful. And then she contacted me only in the last 24 hours and said, one of the things you did with us, I have just used and applied to a conversation with another client and blow me down. It worked like a gem. And I just went, wow, that's such a good bit of feedback. Unsolicited um, because of the generosity. I said, actually, it's something I've made up. It's something that is um, using uh, a template of our own hand and using your hand as a trigger for your process, right? And we teach that to our children at school for safe, you know, safe um, behaviours, for how they're feeling if they're not, if they're getting anxious. So that's part of the PDHPE curriculum in our schools, but it applies to all of us. And so I use that because there's no idea that's totally your own. We, we, no. all, we all manip, we all sort of uh, bend it, mould it, add to it, take away from it. But I was tickle pink when she said, oh, it worked like a gem. And I went, great. It wasn't just me. I thought it was okay, but maybe I should have a look at that again and maybe say to yourself, actually, it wasn't just okay. It was bloody good. <laughs> <laughs> I do think you need to acknowledge when when something like that resonates. And yeah. you, you said, I made it up. That's good. You, you, when, when you make it up with history and knowledge and all of that learning that you've had before, you're actually creating, you're not making it up, you're creating. And uh, although I do think that one of my favorite lines to use, and it's a little bit in order to ensure that people feel comfortable around me, but I, I love to say, I'm just making this up. And it's so that they don't feel bad uh, criticizing or or countering or or discussing and debating what the conversation is and it's so that they can contribute their own made-up ideas as well of course I'm making it up from a, a, a basis of of knowledge that hopefully is going to mean that whatever I'm talking about I know yeah. what I'm saying but I, I like giving that and deferring that information to them so that they can feel good about it I've said that that'll be the name of my of my bi autobiography. Is I just made all of this up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hey, hey, it isn't life. We are in the box. One of my favorite sayings is, "We're in the box too long," right? So that's what life's all about. We do make it up. So that brings us to, you know, thriving isn't always easy. There's plenty of mistakes we make or little errors, but it's in the failures. What do they say? It's in the in the small failures that we do the learning, that the learning happens, uh, the repetition. So I just think, you know, life, life, no matter what it shows up for you, there are some amazing stories. And as we record this, Wendy, the para Paralympics are on at the moment. And um, I just get tickled pink when I watch the reactions of the families and friends and listen to the athletes themselves yes. and the way they are just so unabashedly honest and just go, yeah, yeah, I'm doing my best. Uh, one of the swimmers last night had been um, had a goal for 13 years and he won two medals, a bronze, then a silver, and he's still got two more races to go. And um, it's, you know, stories like that uh, really inspiring because we look at ourselves and go oh poor me I can't get my favorite um, shampoo or my favorite food that I want to eat because I'm in lockdown and I just go they're first world problems they're, yeah. first, 
there, you know, let's let's get real here. Let's go. Okay, let's let's have a think about what it is that I'm grateful for each day. Well, so that's part of our thriving strategies and habits. Yeah. The best tennis match I've ever seen in my entire life was the gold medal round at the Sydney Paralympics with the doubles, and uh, it was the wheelchair. Uh, round. I, I, I've never seen anything like it and I'll never see anything like it again. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. So I have a, they, they aren't special athletes. They're athletes. They're incredible. So yeah, and totally agree with you there. Yeah. 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 So Wendy, if we're, we're talking, if you, have you got a, a, have you done some thinking about the possibility of networking in the next or this notion of networking, which we tip upside down and we go, it's actually about the relationships of no like and trust. Have you got a bit of a vision for what the next couple of years might be? Because we're, we're all of us are adapting to huge change, different circumstances than we're used to. So that brings, um, that brings some, I believe, some grief with it because we're letting go of something that we were sure of or that we had been aiming for. So what are some, some of your thoughts? Well, I think... Uh... My vision is that we do need to get better at this at this electronic interface that we've been talking about already today and better at focus within it. So my my real I believe that we're going to get more mindful in in the successful people are going to meditate, are going to eliminate distractions, are going to listen with intention and be active listeners, are going to take notes and do follow up. Uh, The successful people are going to do those things. So my suggestion to everybody listening is to to find those elements because we, if we are stuck in these sorts of situations, and again, you've already referred to it, Carolyn, but we're in lockdown right now, Carrie. So um, it is the first day of spring in in (laughs) Sydney right now. And I've got my short sleeve shirt on just to celebrate, but I'm still wearing Ugg boots and have the heater on. I just... I did want to make sure that I felt like it, it it felt like spring with the short sleeve shirt on. Nonetheless, I'll go back to answering your question. That's what I think the future um, holds for successful people and people who don't do things like that, don't meditate or at least have time for themselves, which is in its own way, a form of meditation. Walking can be meditative if you do it the right way. Um, Looking at a candle without doing anything else for 10 minutes can be incredibly mind opening. Anyway, uh, some sort of meditation, some sort of uh, focus, eliminating those distractions and learning active listening skills, as well as the follow-up. If you don't want to do any of those parts, you won't be as successful as those who do. Mm. And so I think it is really important to put those into practice. And that is actually true, whether we are technologically connected or whether we're personally connected, whether we're in a cafe, like I said before, um, one of the things that just drives me batty, and I I won't say that I never do this. I, I'm sure I do, but I make a big effort not to. I like to turn my phone off and put it away when I'm meeting with someone in person. Yeah. I don't like the phone around when I'm in a meeting and looking. I prefer to have a pen and a paper in front of me so that if something distracts me in my brain, I can just write it down and let it distract me later. And if I have the phone, the technology in my hand, I would be able to stop listening, 
do that action really quickly and then come back. And I may have missed the best part. That's exactly right. It's about being present. So the phone in your hand is a efficiency tool, but it's also an inefficiency tool. It, It stops us from paying attention to people. And that is true whether we are in a cafe or on a Zoom call. So incredibly important. And to that end, I mentioned that it's difficult on Zoom to have side conversations. The chat, when it's enabled, is both a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because you can get interaction and have people do things, but it's also a bit of a curse because they they have to they, they can they can stop listening and start typing. And uh, as much as women like to think we can multitask, we can't. We do one thing at a time, just like everybody else. And yeah. it's, uh, we only get half of the message if we're only listening halfway. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, uh, the chat, I was using the chat um, recently and I just said to them all, I think it'd be great if you've recognized somebody on the call, get on the chat now while we're getting people in, in the first couple of minutes um, and do your hellos. And then we're going to only use it. I'm going to ask you um, to only use it for contribution to, yeah. to the to the content that we're doing. And that's respectful. So we can model that quite, yeah. quite well by, by doing that. And that's that's part of being a leader in a way. You, you are setting the environment and it's a safe one. So instead of saying, in this session, we're going to be doing this. This is what you're going to get out of it. Bang, bang, bang. I've flipped it now and, and say, um, will, you, will you commit to being involved, you know, do, doing, doing the work, whatever, having some fun and blah, blah, blah. And it's been working a treat. We, we just flip it. So it's a, it comes back to our mindset once again in how I we love it. Yeah, facilitate as well as uh, facilitate the, the work, but also the relationship. But, so there's you know, two things you've mentioned there. And one is an upfront contract, like an upfront contract on the way that we're going to participate in, yeah. in the meeting. And then another thing I like to add to that is, are you in the right place? So, you know, are you in the right place? Today's purpose, I love to start every meeting, every presentation, every element of what I do with purpose. What is the purpose of being here? And, you know, you start your podcast with, you know, we are here to see how global leaders thrive, how ordinary can be extraordinary. And I believe that 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 enables the listener to say, you know what, I'm in the right place. I'm going to learn something about that today. That's exactly what I want. So beginning every conversation with purpose and an upfront contract on what expectations are, perfect. Not not bad. So we've got a number of tips already running, haven't we? We've got, (laughs) you know, the, the noun of the word networking and what that means, how then we actually put behavior into that and action. So it becomes the, the, uh, the adverb networking or the yeah the adverb adjective adjective you want to it's a it's a verb and a noun the networking is the verb network is the noun build the noun and it could also it i'm just thinking we could use it we could use it as an adjective as well networking action we could we could actually use it as a descriptor as well absolutely yeah we've got the this notion of um i love the that's the metaphor of spring about uh, being present, springing into a different way 
of being focused, which is through our meditation and um, mindfulness. And uh, this, this per- then we come down to purpose. What, why are you doing this? Um, and what's the commitment you're going to make, the upfront contract? So that Absolutely. all goes. It all goes with strategic networking or global leaders thriving around the world. So, Wendy, what a great conversation we've had today. Thank you. And if I said to you, is there one little wish that you had for the world at the moment? Is there something you'd like to, to leave us with before oh. we give people your details? Oh, my goodness <laughs> me. Well, that that's a big question. And that not even answering that about strategic networking, my wish for the world is 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 it too esoteric to say world peace? I just feel like... Uh, like there are community and local um, interests are important. And if everybody would focus on local, perhaps we'd be more healthy. I, I, I just feel very much like the world is, we're, we're all worried about everybody else and we need to worry about ourselves maybe. Maybe that would be a, a solution that we could come up with that would help hmm. change the way that things are. But we can't, uh, you, you can't give to others if you don't give to yourself. Oh. You, the burnout is, is evident. It's there. It's real. And um, exhaustion, burnout, um, leading to a whole lot of anxiety, stress, and perhaps some different ways of, uh, of um, being able to cope. I yeah. think they're all, they're all there in that, lo- lovely, that lovely wish of yours. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, Now, listeners, I've had a great conversation with Wendy. I bet you've had a great listening as well to the conversation today. And if you'd like to um, find out a little bit more about Wendy, contact her. Something has piqued your interest. Wendy, what's the best contact details for you? You know what? Um, Because your listeners are mostly business listeners, I'm going to mention LinkedIn as a great place to get in touch with me. So on LinkedIn, I'm Wendy Lloyd Curley. Just three names without any hyphens. It's just Wendy Lloyd and Curly is spelled with an E-Y at the end. C-U-R-L-E-Y. And I think that would be a great place to connect with me and say, I listened to you on Global Leaders Thrive when you introduce yourselves. And I will reach out and thank you for for connecting with me. I think that would be a very good place to see what I offer. Because between B&I and Strategic Networking, there's too many different websites to send you to but if you find me there I'd be very happy to connect and converse and collaborate oh beautiful and listeners if you have found this episode enthralling and you've maybe listened to a couple of others you would do a wonderful thing for us in giving us a little bit of love so pop onto your favorite podcast platforms whether it's Spotify Apple whatever it is and give us a little bit of love because that's what we all need now, a little bit of kindness in um, paying forward. And I'd love you to share it with someone who you think would benefit from this. You can find out more about me at carriebenedette.com. Um, that's easy, you know, C-A-R-R-I-E-B-E-N-E-D-E-T.com. I'm on all socials. You'll find me popping up, masked or unmasked, um, but always uh, looking at life through a lens of well okay at the moment things aren't great but let's look for the light let's look for the little uh little bits of kindness that we can give each other 
Thanks for listening in. Thanks, Wendy, for your great company this morning and great conversation. Love all your tips. It was loaded, loaded (laughs) conversation with great tips this morning. And uh, uh, listeners, just remember, you are precious and your thriving matters. So go gently. Bye for now. See you next episode. I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. 